Hey guys, it's Lucy, and you're listening to the 20 Something Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the struggles of being in your 20s in 2015. Today's show is a little bit less about struggle and more about finding an awesome job. I talked to my friend Alex Perry, who is Working for Patagonia, he's one of a few people on the Latin American Patagonia team. He's living on the West Coast in Ventura, California, and we talk about the importance of finding your passion and giving yourself options when you graduate from college. And for those of you out there who are looking at your life and you hate your job, I'm sorry because Alex has got his shit together in the job department. Here's our conversation. I'm on the phone now with Alex Perry. He is the sales marketing coordinator for Latin America Patagonia. I should probably start with Patagonias. What would you say? I messed it up already. You go. Say your title. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's the sales and marketing coordinator uh, for Latin America at Patagonia. Oh, I almost had it. You nailed it. No worries. And you have a really awesome job, Alex. Um, the last time I saw you, well, to give you guys background, Alex and I grew up together. We went to the same school and we went to the same church. We were in choir together. We did. <laughs> and many I, moons ago. Many, many. We sang together all those <laughs> Christmas pageants. And we, um, I've kind of followed your career only through being your friend and, and you're two years older than me, so you've learned some things before me. Um, but you are now out in Ventura, California, which is amazing. Um, yeah. But talk a little bit about your path from graduating from college to where you are now. Yeah, cool. I think, um, you know, so when I did graduate from college, I went to the University of Rochester up in upstate New York and studied international politics and was all stoked out to go maybe work for the State Department or something in diplomacy. I think sort of getting my head out of the U.S. borders was always really interesting to me. But when it came to graduation time, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do and didn't have anything that was making me too psyched and you know I didn't I didn't really see the point in just going to get a job for the sake of getting a job. Mm-hmm. I uh my parents actually told me on graduation day that first of all they were really proud of me, but second of all <laughs> that they um yeah that they that there was no pressure to do anything that I didn't want, but the you know the stipulation or the you know yeah the stipulation was that they weren't going to help me financially in any way. So (laughs) I could always come, I could always come home and live at home. They said I always had a a bed to stay in, but you know, I really sound going to live in my parents' house didn't really sound that sexy either. So I, I sort of set off. I went and lived in Pennsylvania for a minute and then, um, went pretty much straight out to Aspen, Colorado. I got a job, um, teaching skiing in Aspen, Colorado. Yeah. And from there, it was amazing. I spent three the the next three years really out of college, living a lot of the times out of my car, <laughs> bumming around the U.S. I worked on a ranch in Wyoming. I actually went down to I went to South America or Central and South America and led a bunch of adventure backpacking trips. But sort of the the whole theme was doing things that um, were always really exciting to me and mm-hmm. that I loved doing. I loved being around people. I loved making connections with people. I loved skiing. I loved being outdoors, um, and though after three years of you know living six months to six months, I moved every six months and mm-hmm. had a short-term lease, and you know money came and went, and um, 
yeah, I just kind of wanted a change. I wanted something a little more steady. And I never really thought that I would want that, but it, it sort of yeah. just happened. And yeah, I think when, when I did decide I wanted to do something different, that's, that's as, as planned out as I had ever been. Like I didn't have any kind of plan or any like, you know, the, okay, now it's time to start going to work in, on wall street or going to work yeah. for an insurance company. So, you know, not having any clue what I wanted to do, I started, um, sort of asking around. I started thinking about, you know, kind of more looking around and seeing what, you know, whose lives I thought looked cool and who's, you know, who in my mind had done well. Mm -hmm. And that's not just financial success, but who seemed like they were excited to get up every day and, and go to work. And, and so I, I started doing actually something similar, like what you're doing right now, Luce, is just sort of picking people's brains. And it's amazing yeah. what people are willing to talk about when you just ask them about themselves and when you ask them yeah. what their story is. And so I talked to everyone from, you know, our peers, you know, people that you and I went to high school with mm -hmm. to their parents, to their grandparents. Sometimes I had some, some of the most fascinating conversations and I'll call them now. I'll call them interviews. I have journals <laughs> full of interviews with, you know, this woman yeah. who I actually met out on the ranch and at the time was sort of asking around and she had been the U S ambassador to Pakistan Whoa. So I asked her about that, you know, that's sort of one extreme in the spectrum, but you know what the, the real true turning point, I have to be honest, is a conversation I had with my cousin and that was cool. And so I was in, I was talking to her, I was like, Beth, you know, I'm, I'm like you know, 25, I guess it was at the time and have no idea what I want to do. I like too many things. Yeah. I like being around people. I like sports. I like, she's like, well, well then don't pigeon your whole pigeonhole yourself. Just you know, find, you know, my advice, her talking to me was like, you know, find a community or a group that you really, a business, mm -hmm. whatever it might be that you really want to be a part of and just get yourself in, in the door and you'll figure it out, you know, how to, how to make it work. And so, so I, I Patagonia was the top of my list. That's amazing. I, I shot them a cold email and they happened to be hiring into this sort of training program and then five months later, they offered me a position to come build Latin America for the brand. And so you're, but you're bilingual from studying abroad, right? I am, yeah. So you got that above me. I <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you have really good advice and really good head on your shoulders because this idea of finding a community, what good advice your cousin gave you? Because so many people, I think, they go, oh, well, you can, you can be this type of person. You can go right. and get that job and be that person. And I think that that's kind of really false idea of what work is. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think, you know, I was I've been listening to a few of your podcasts, I have to be honest. Nice. And the um I think that I think that, you know, something that has come to light is that the the idea of of work, the idea of how we as a generation think of work is really different than our parents did and and our grandparents for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, finding Finding, finding a community that you are, you know, you feel comfortable in, that you feel like you're going to grow in, mm -hmm. that you feel like is challenging you in good ways is, is really the essence of a work community to me at least. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, all those people I did talk to, that was sort of, that's what, what came out, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of them had a really, you know, no, whether they were, you know, president of a, of a big bank or owned restaurants or, you know, sold insurance, whatever it was, you know, that they, what really, what really got them excited after it was all said and done is some, you know, stuff that we, we learned in kindergarten almost. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, <laughs> being a part of a community and being really, 
around people that you like and, you know, being a good member and being a good citizen of a, of a community. And that's what is actually fulfilling in life. Yeah. And then, you know, money lets you go do stuff. You know, I love skiing. So I, it's cool to be able to buy a pair of skis and go skiing. So, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a part of it. And I'm really, um, you know, I lived, I ended up going back and living at my parents' house a few times in those three <laughs> years after college. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of been there, done that. So that's, that's definitely a motivation to, to keep a job. But I think it's, you know, you know, when someone says, you know, you're this type of person, so you'd be good at sales, do that. Or you're this type of person yeah. and you can go do that. I think it's, I think it's more complex. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more complex, but at the same time, you're stripping it down to these core values that you said you kind of learn. I hear noise. What are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I'm honestly, I'm sitting next to, I'm sitting on the beach. <laughs> oh, your life is so hard. But wait, I, but you're, you know, stripping it down to these values that you said we learned in kindergarten. But actually, will you do me a favor and paint the picture for me to where you are so I can be more jealous? Yeah. So you mean where I physically am right now? Yeah. I, um, well, there's this sort of like sweet, sweet sea air blowing across. Um, it's kind of like turquoise blue water. A lot of people are laughing and smiling. Palm trees are swaying. It's blue sky. It's like, I don't know. Same temperature it is every day here. It's like 70 degrees and, and dry. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's actually a dump, so don't worry about it. <laughs> we grew up on the East Coast in Connecticut, so that sounds really nice. But so you, but you look forward to going to work? I do. Yeah, I really do. That's so nice to I hear. really do. It doesn't feel like work, you know? I think the, the – it sounds – I don't know. People say that sometimes and I'm always like, yeah, whatever, but it yeah. doesn't feel like work. It's, it feels like one continuous project that I'm working on. You know, like when you have a project in school or like this podcast, I'm sure you do a lot of research and you, you end up spending a lot of time and no one's telling you necessarily to do that, but you, it just gets you going. And mm -hmm. that's sort of what it feels like to me. You know, yeah, I have deadlines and I have marketing strategy meetings that are drier than others. And I have, um, you know, finance meetings, which are no fun, but then, you know, it's all part of the puzzle. I don't know. It, it really is, feels like a big a big project that you I'm really, stoked you on. You care. You care about the outcomes. I do care about the outcomes. Yeah, and that's, you know, I will say working for Patagonia, it's easy for me to to really be excited about the outcome because I I do believe in what we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of our business philosophy. That's a that's a different podcast, but the <laughs> the sort of the 101 is, you know, what what we're doing that the way it was started is, and it, it was a big experiment, you know, a guy started selling climbing tools out of his trunk for his buddies. And, yeah. um, you know, what it's turned into today is really what we're, we're trying to influence other businesses mm -hmm. and what they're doing and trying to make less of an impact on the environment and be more responsible, um, you know, socially. So that's a lot of supply chain stuff. So, so you feel that Patagonia, I mean, and if you're at liberty to say, but you feel Patagonia practices what they preach or tries to at least? Yeah, you know, it's it's like very as advertised, if you will. It's mm -hmm. such a real place. This podcast has been brought to you by Patagonia. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Do you, you like that new jacket I just sent you, right? <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm wearing Patagonia head to foot. Not yet. You can send me. I'll give you my address after this. No, I mean, it cool. sounds really cool. Like, I like this yeah. because, honestly, like, I'm very, like, anti-corporate, like, in my yeah. mind. Like, because I can too. be. I'm living at home and I'm making a podcast. Like, no, I'm anti-corporate and I work at a corporation. And that's something that creates that's something that I find here that's part of yeah. the community I like there's a lot of talk about you know what that means so mm -hmm. obviously I'm not anti-corporate because I'm you know on a practical level because I'm working for a corporation but yeah. I think that you know business can be used as one of the most powerful vehicles for change and yeah. so if we kind of redefine what 
a corporation does, I think that they don't have to be so they don't have to be the devil. You know, they don't, yeah. it doesn't have to be black and white. You know, you need you need both ends of the spectrum. You know, where we're coming at constantly looking through the lens of environmental impact or social mm-hmm. impact, you need small, um, you know, grassroots organizations mm-hmm. to be fighting the local fights every day yeah. and nonprofits busting their butt. But when you look at who's doing a lot of the harm, it's a lot of the, it's, it's companies. And so it's sort of, if you go, if you show up to a, to a company and say, you know, gosh, you're the worst. I hate what you're doing. Stop it. You're polluting. You're, you know, they they sort of flick away people who, you know, aren't speaking their language. Like, sorry, kid, you know, we got to turn a profit. That's our job. Yeah. But if you show up to their door and say, you know, <laughs> we really don't like what you're doing because of X, Y, Z. And here's a model for how we can do it, how you can do it differently. Yeah. Still make money and, you know, reduce your impact on the environment and keep this, this world around for a while or, or reduce the, you know, improve your, your social responsibility. So I think are it's you, powerful. are you saying that you guys are in the second group in the regards of like having the conference? Like who, yeah, we want to be champions for the first group. We want to. We spend millions of dollars every year directly um, supporting, you know, nonprofits, mm-hmm. and then we also are having talks with, um, you know, a number of major companies that are, you know, industry movers. They move the meter. Any decision they make really yeah. has an impact worldwide, and so we are able to to somehow have conversations with both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where it's that's where it's fun for me. I mean, that's awesome. in Latin America, it's um, we're a brand new brand. You know, we're no one, not no one, hardly um, people really know about Patagonia, the clothing brand, and so that's my job. Right and now. and what about working like on a personal level? Do you yeah. get to work from home a lot? Do they give you good vacation days? What's the work culture like in that regard? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, the, uh, one thing after another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I report directly into, um, the guy, a gentleman who over manages all of our surf, um, business around the world, plus overseas, ultimately Latin America. And, um, we have a really close working relationship, but it's in, you know, across the board, super hands-off management at Patagonia. Yeah. There's no, there's no one telling me where to be when or, yeah. you know, at all. And there's actually a really nice policy that I like. It's um, it's the let my people go surfing policy. Have you heard of this one, Lucy? No. No? This is making me well, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully it's like inspiring. No, I mean, it's gnarly. And it's this is what I mean. It's like as real as it sounds. So when the waves are really good around town here, we have some of the best breaks in town and on really the coast of California, especially for longboarding. But uh, in general, when the waves are, are really good, we can ditch work and go surf. Nope. That's so nice. That's, so they definitely, the, they're yeah. like the company of the future, it sounds like. They have like- In a lot of ways, yeah, everything. I guess. So I have a few questions for you, lined cool. up and ready to go. Bring it on. Okay. So I ask all, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I that, I, if, depending on how many you've heard, I ask my guests what their metaphor for their life is. Whoa. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But I have a new one for mine, so I'll give you mine if okay. I will give you time. Yeah, cool. So mine is my metaphor for my life is I'm at the bottom of a staircase, and it's really tall and windy, and there's a lot of steps. 
But at the top of the staircase, there's definitely like a sick party happening and it looks like it's so much fun and like I just want to be up there. But if yeah. I if I step back and I look and I start to run, I just like trip or I, I get nauseous just looking at the whole thing. So I just yeah. just looking at one step at a time. That's my metaphor for my life right now. Yeah. I think, you know, I think if I had to, to sort of put a metaphor on, on top of what I'm what I'm up to, it's it's sort of like the uh, – it would have the sort of like a, a a really like a freight train. Like that's what I want to be at least, you know, okay. like a, just a, you know, constantly, you know, going, but not too fast. I love what you said. Like if you just jump into something and go crazy, you're going to trip and fall. But, you know, it's going quickly enough to get somewhere really cool. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is a really great metaphor. That's a good one. No, I love that. I don't know. But I, I just great. like that idea of just, just constantly going forward and having time to sort of think about what you're doing and look around and enjoy the scenery. Yeah. Like I still love going surfing and running and skiing when I can. And the, um, but you know, there's, there's like real, there's a place I'm going, you know, there's yeah. a place that we're, we're going. I, I don't like know. That one. If you had that's, given that's... me a surf analogy, I swear to God, I would have punched you through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost going to go with the ski, a ski like, analogy, ah. but that's like way too, way too, uh, too obvious. <laughs> no, I like that freight train. Okay. So what about, do you think of yourself as a millennial? I don't, I don't know. It's because I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like, well, yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do because I'm in my late twenties and, and a lot of like, it's a, it's a really stark, uh, difference between, you know, people that are you know, in their thirties or, you know, it's, it's like, we're, it's a real generation and you and I are in the same generation, I would say like, we're like, and I kind of like always, I kind of attach generational gaps to like technological aptitude, (laughs) to be honest, like, like, um, so yeah, very much so in my life, I relate to millennials a lot, but at the same time, I, I don't, I kind of like sometimes part of, part of me is like, I'm like still a total baby. Like yeah. I'm a teenager. And then part of me is like, you know, I'm, I get glimpses of having it together, but those are yeah. fleeting. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I think I'm a millennial, but it's like such an overused term, you know, yeah. it's like, it starts to have all these attachments to it. But yeah, I don't know. I are people that's... starting to use millennials for like younger and younger people? I don't know. It's just it, like, know. sometimes I, sometimes I, I just don't relate to at all what people are talking about in terms of millennials and then other times I'm like yeah like living at home in my parents house for sure like that is no me. brainer yeah okay so social media do you have any good social media like what's your accounts do you use insta or anything facebook I do I use instagram and facebook pretty often I do what's your instagram yeah. can you share your instagram name um, <laughs> do I do that? Do I do that on, on live air? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. So yeah, it's a.h.perry. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty boring. I was hoping it'd be like a pizzle or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, <laughs> I can like cut it out. It sounded like you pretty didn't want to share it. Do you want me to cut it out? No, you don't I'll have to cut it out. out. Like no, you don't have to cut it out. Okay. If you bleep it out, actually, it'll make it sound way sexier. It's beep. <laughs> okay. Um, and- Wait, okay. No, Luz, hold on. Time out. I had it. I changed my Instagram when, like a few months ago. And um, the reason is because I thought the other one was really dumb. But tell me if you think this one's better. It's just, okay. It was just LX Perry. And if you say it out loud, it sounds like Alex Perry. But all the Alex Perrys are taken on Instagram. Oh, I like that. 
LX Perry. Yeah. And it's like, why LX? And then if you say Alex Perry. <laughs> but then it might sound like you like love lacrosse. <laughs> Lax Perry. I do love lacrosse. But then it's perfect. You should. I like Alex Perry. Um, okay. That's funny. Uh, how many likes do you get per pick? Um, not many, like 50 or 60 or something like that. Oh, that's good. That's solid. Those are solid stats. Oh, good. I interviewed my younger cousin and she said, if you get like in the twenties, you should just delete your account. Yeah, I agree with that. Get it out. (laughs) All right. And so we kind of talked about this, but what are some words of wisdom or advice you'd give to people maybe who are going to be graduated from college who are in college? Yeah, I think, um, just do something that you like and do it a lot and you'll get really good at it. Mm -hmm. And, um, there are, and, and talk to people like, like you're doing and Mm -hmm. talk to people about their story. Like I said, it's amazing what people will share about themselves and what information you can take from it. Yay. I'm glad we see (laughs) eye to eye on these things. So cool. Um, well enjoy the rest of your day out on Ventura. I'm not jealous or anything. (laughs) No, don't be. Um, I'll, I hope my Patagonia delivery gets in the mail. I'll, I'll text you my address to make sure it doesn't get lost. Yeah, yeah, do that. Do okay. That. <laughs> Have Good. a great rest of your day, Alex. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Lucia. See ya. Bye. And that is the end of this episode of the 20-something podcast. Thank you, Alex, for telling us about your wonderful job. I'm putting in my application for Patagonia as we speak. I also want to thank my sister, Sarah. She's helped me with some graphic design on each one of these tracks. You can check out her graphic design at skibblesdesign.com. If you're ever trying to do something creative, I highly suggest becoming friends with a graphic designer or becoming sisters with one. I'm going to leave you with this song, Come Up Man by G-Love and Special Sauce.